When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Weekly Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. How are you? This week is busy. Yeah, it's. I'm really feeling the grind are right you? now. Yeah. What's going on? Mercury retrograde is going on. No. What do you mean, no, it's happening. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't want it to be happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening, and I'm feeling every bit of it. Are you? Yes. In what way? Well, everything that we just talked about prior to like starting to record, you know, it's just like doing technical things on the computer, trying to start the YouTube page. And, you know, (laughs) it's like, this is such a dumb idea. Why did I do this? I'm biting off more than I can chew. I need help. You know, I'm I'm telling everybody to not add new projects to their plate. And meanwhile, I'm like just stacking my plate with other projects, you know, because I have to rule the world by the end of 2020. You know, it's just so ridiculous. I'm, I'm so oh, upset at myself right now. And I'm trying to love myself and forgive myself and and just really pare it down to like one project, one project that I'm working on. You know, I've got the, I've got the podcast. I've got the, the email. Those things flow on their own. You know, the readings, that's easy. Those flow on their own. And I just need to focus on one other thing. I've been wanting to do this video series with you and Chris, and I wrote the first third, and now I need to write the last two thirds and I don't need to be focused on a YouTube channel and it's just, it's just overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed. So many things to always be adding to the plate these days to like fill up all the different social media avenues. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Yeah, you gotta have a Facebook page. You gotta have a YouTube page. You gotta have an Instagram. You gotta have a LinkedIn. You got like, you have a Twitter. It's like, (laughs) my God, no, absolutely not. Why do I need all of those things? I mean, I'm one person and I got to get split five different ways. Like, (laughs) how do I need to, how do I keep up on every single social media platform? I mean, I might as well move into my computer because (laughs) It's literally (laughs) staring me in my face all day, every day. Um, I mean, I basically live in my computer. Yeah, exactly. I actually just watched The Social Dilemma. Yes, I watched that too. I mean, I already kind of knew that I was addicted to my phone. Uh And then I downloaded the app and it tells you how many hours you're on the phone. (laughs) And then I wanted to like fucking (laughs) bury myself alive. You know how that's just so embarrassing. I mean, part of it is like working through my phone, but 
the number was so scary. Yeah, what was the number? It was like five hours. Five hours? One of the days. That doesn't even seem like a lot. I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm on my phone for five hours, but I'm on my computer for another eight hours. Yeah, true. So, I mean, you're spending 12 plus hours a day on a screen. (laughs) I don't like it. It made me feel so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God what is happening and I, I mean i'm using it for like texting and then i'm like on safari but i know that i reach for my phone more than i should in terms of like maybe having anxiety or something uh-huh. or like totally. filling my filling my space totally so yeah maybe like taking some stuff off of the plate and just simplifying like what are the best best things that we can do for ourselves in terms of like work and productivity and not spreading ourselves so thin so that the content is like the best quality that it can be Yes. And then only adding things when it feels feels grounded and not like in a panic of trying to like fill totally, all those boxes. Totally. When you're doing it in a panic like, oh, well, everybody's telling me I need to do this. So that means I need to do that. I need to do this. And it's like, oh my God, no. I feel like the that character in The Social Dilemma, you know, where there's like there's the three guys who are controlling they're like the puppet masters you know of the of one of the subjects and they're like let's show him a picture of this person right now he'll click on that that's me every time i go on instagram and i'm like oh "Oh, yeah who's this who's that you know (laughs) absolutely insane also the ads are so targeted Mm -hmm. that every single ad is so perfect for me that i want to buy it Mm -hmm. or i need to follow the person it's insane and then it can hear me Mm mm-hmm I don't have glasses. I don't really wear glasses. I've never gotten a glasses ad ever. My friend was saying she needed a new pair of glasses. So then we were talking about it and talking about it. And then she sent some pictures of these glasses she was going to buy and wanted my feedback. And then next thing you know, every single ad on Instagram is a glasses ad. Oh my God. I was like, and that's happened like a few times where I was like, I know I didn't search Instagram for glasses. Like, no. It heard no, me. No, but it heard you. It's listening no, in. It's like really getting in your brain and like... It's it's like you say, you got to simplify. I mean, remember back in August when my phone died? My yeah. phone just died. <laughs> it died. It just, it wouldn't turn on. And I mean, I went into a full scale panic. I was like, oh my God, like, what if I can't get back into this app, into that app? And I don't remember any of my passwords. And, <laughs> you know, and I still don't remember any of my passwords. But um, now... Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a phone for a week. I you got through, lived? Like, I lived. I'm <laughs> living to tell the tale right now. And once, like, I got through, like, day three, and I was just doing texts via my iPad, I was like, you know what? This is great. I don't really care. Like, I'm... Dude, after, <laughs> after my panic of seeing the number, the last week I've been trying to, like, read instead of pick up my phone. Mm, a book like a book with pages yeah like a real one a paper book (laughs) so mercury retrogrades happening (sighs) yeah we're we're in the we're in the midst of it right now and we're also gonna be hitting up the full moon this week so let's just let's just get started i guess you know monday october 26th it starts out fairly peacefully, fairly calmly, you know, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. It's just the moon. The moon is the emotions. The moon is in Pisces. So Pisces is the final sign. It carries the weight of the 11 previous signs. It rules the feet. The feet carry the weight of the entire body. So Pisces is all about compassion. It's about the unconscious, subconscious minds, the, the dream world. 
It's also about deception and illusion and fantasy. So when the moon moves into Pisces, as it's in Pisces now, it is bringing your emotional awareness to your unconscious, your dream world. It's asking you to face all of your psychological baggage that you're hiding, that's festering, deep buried underneath the rug of your subconscious mind. So as the moon is moving through Pisces, it aligns with Uranus. Uranus is the the sky god, the planet of rebellion, revolution, innovation, and independence, and the unexpected. Uranus is transiting, retrograding, moving backwards through Taurus. Taurus is the sign that's symbolized by the bull. Taurus is uh, represents financial security and all matters of the material, including art, culture, and food. So Uranus, which has been transiting through Taurus since like March of 2019 is shaking up your relationship to the material. It's asking you to really take a look at what it is you value in the material world and why. What do you need materially to feel safe and secure and satisfied? It might be a time to pare down because by the end of the transit, which happens in five years, hopefully you have financial independence because Uranus is the planet of independence and Taurus is the the sign of finance. So what we're working towards is financial independence. So I think about it as like if you're in a job that you hate, what is this job really providing for you? I assume it's providing the basics. It's providing food and shelter. But is it also enabling you to buy all kinds of other things that you don't really need, but now you feel like you do need them and that's why you need that job? So Uranus is shaking you out of that position But as the moon aligns with Uranus today, it's focusing your attention on your subconscious mind, all the psychological baggage that you're hiding under there as it relates to financial security and matters of the material. So the question is, in what ways can you utilize your compassion to create greater independent material security? I think we find a lot of comfort in our belongings. And whatever the status quo is, so if we make X amount of money every month and we have this amount of freedoms that that allows, whether that's going out to eat or driving a certain car or living in a a nice enough, new enough, big enough space, even if the job that we currently have doesn't serve us emotionally, we will continue to do it to fulfill our sense of security, which is just everything staying the same. So if we dig into our psychological baggage and see... What is the root issue here? Why am I not happy? I have all the things, in quotations, <laughs> like all the things that I think make me happy and they they really don't provide happiness. They provide a certain level of comfort. Mm. So letting go of some of our comfort's in exchange for emotional happiness and financial freedom. So yes. that paring down like you said, taking some stuff off of your necessities list. Mm-hmm. We think we need certain things, but we really don't. We can live in a space that's smaller or we can not go out to eat so many times or Totally. You know, sometimes it's like, "Oh, I hate my job, so in order to feel better, I'm going to go take myself out for a really nice dinner or I'm going to go drinking at the bar or the club with friends to, you know, to wash away the week." so to speak. But really, that is just 
creating this horrible cycle. That's like a symptom of the problem. Yes. You need to spend more because you aren't happy. Mm-hmm. So if you if you reframe it in a way where it's like, say you're working on a side business, like a passion that you truly love, and you're not sure if you can leave your job in order to do what you really love, what if you pared down your finances to just food and shelter? And then the money that you make off of your side business after you quit your job that you don't love, the money that you're making, you make a little extra, and then you're taking yourself out to dinner because it's like a reward as opposed to... Like a pacifier. Yes, exactly. I love that. Exactly. I mean, I'm guilty of these same mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I've been like looking for a new place to live. And boy, am I spoiled mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking that I probably need way more than I do to be uh, comfortable. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I don't want to compromise so many things. I just want things to be a certain way and I to stay the same and to always like get better and have more. Mm-hmm. Something more expensive, something fancier, something bigger. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you, right now, are you finding the balance? The balance is... Um, a compromise of just staying where I'm at, mm-hmm. saving my money, really getting focused on what I want to do next and not doing things in a panic, which I was about yes. to. I yes. was in a full panic looking for a new spot. And that's not a good place for me to make long-term living situation decisions and money decisions from. So I kind of had to reel myself in and get grounded and try to make some smart, calculated choices. And that panic for you happened Right when Mercury was moving into its retrograde shadow. That's what tends to happen is when (laughs) Mercury starts slowing down, you're like, oh my God, wait, I need all these things. I just got to do it now. I mean, I haven't been in that big of a panic since probably the last time I moved, like Mm -hmm. maybe a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. I was like spiraling. And then then now seeing you today before the podcast, I never really see you get like amped up. But yeah, we're both really feeling that retrograde energy where we we forgot to slow down (laughs) i've had two panic attacks so far during the retrograde shadow i mean they haven't been like major you know like they haven't been that bad but they have been you know it's like the train is rattling or feel like it's going to break apart or something it it has asking you to slow down yes 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 it's almost (laughs) like in those moments though we Instead of, like, taking that as a sign, sometimes we, like, try to, like, go faster Mm because we think that can, like, solve the problem. Well, you know, but sometimes it it can. I don't know. It's, like, it's a tough call because I just always think about that movie, The Right Stuff, that's about the guys who, who went into space back in the 1960s, and there was this one pilot who didn't go into space, but he was widely considered the greatest pilot that ever lived. His name was Chuck Yeager, and he was the guy who broke the sound barrier. And so many people had tried to break the sound barrier before them. And what happened was, at least according to the film, as they would reach the sound barrier, the plane would start shaking and they would pull up. And as they did, the plane would spiral out of their control and they'd crash and die. Chuck Yeager did the opposite. As the plane started to shake, he pushed forward and broke through the barrier. So, And then everything was smooth. Dude, I, I so resonate with that. It's like we need to, in those moments, even though we feel like we need to be doing more, we need to check back in with ourselves and really sit with like our gut feeling like, am I not pushing through because I'm scared? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, and maybe I need to, 
push through to break through that barrier or am i am, am i, I in forcing, a panic yes yeah. exactly it's like am i not pushing it through because i'm scared to push through or am i trying really hard to push through because i'm scared of where i am you're panicking you know so if you're going from that place of panic then it's the wrong energy if you're scared of the moment that you're in then maybe you have some work to do and you need to slow down and figure it out. Mm-hmm. If you're scared of the future, well, yeah, everybody's fucking scared of the future, so you might need to just push through. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, Tuesday, October 27th. So this is like some really crazy energy happening today because, I mean, I think about push through, hold up. You know, we have two planets today that are both moving into Libra at the same time except they're moving in from opposite ends so venus the goddess of love and beauty the planet of relationships is moving forward into libra the sign that it rules libra is symbolized by the scales the scales represent balance harmony equanimity and relationships because if you look at the scales there's two trays there's one on either side and to create balance there needs to be something on both sides so libra represents relationships but then on the other end you have mercury the messenger of the gods, guide of souls of the underworld, the planet of consciousness and communication moving backwards, retrograde, into Libra. So as Venus is moving forward into Libra, at the other end, Mercury is moving backwards, retrograde, into Libra. So it's a funny way to think of it. This is why I always say, like, subscribe to the email because, like, I have a picture of what this looks like. It's all about relationships, how you're communicating in your relationships, really paying attention to your relationships. That's what Venus in Libra is all about it. It's a good time for relationships, but it's a good time to really create the harmony in relationship. Hopefully, during the period where where Venus was moving through Virgo, what I was talking about on this podcast and, and in the lives on Instagram that I've been doing, Venus and Virgo, which was from October 2nd to October 27th today, was all about taking stock, looking at the details, doing the accounting of the relationship. So hopefully you've done that. You've really looked at the details of what you are bringing to the relationship, what your partner is bringing to the relationship. So now it's like you both have your contracts that you're coming forward and now you're you're making sure that, that they are balanced, that they are fair, that there is harmony here. And if so, now you can really start to enjoy the feeling of being in the relationship. So the question is, well, there's two questions. Who would you like to express your love to and how? And how can you improve as a communicator in your relationships? Since Mercury is in retrograde during this time, does that mean you should slow down before you communicate what you're feeling? Always, always, always slow down when Mercury's retrograde. So, I mean... But the first question is more in line with Venus. The The Mercury question is like, how can you improve your communication in your relationships? So, and slowing down. Yeah, definitely. And then how do you want to communicate? Or who do you want to express your love to and how? You don't have to like say a person, but you know, it's it's more about really thinking about who you care about in your life and how you can express 
your feelings to them. I've been having like a real shit year. (laughs) And I think for me, I don't think I've really relied on my friendships and really had a very strong support system until probably this year. So for me, maybe just collecting that group of people who has been there by my side to help me through this really difficult time, um, making time to express my gratitude for the people who have really been there for me. Yes. I was connecting with my friend Dave Buddha. He is all about having a social support system. He's writing a book on what it means to be social these days. And for him, it's like you need food, you need water, you need a support system. And if you don't have one of those things, maybe you can live for like a couple days without water, but you're going to die. Like the Mm -hmm. same thing with like our social circle, just making sure we have like a really good, healthy community of people that we can share with, like having five or six like true friends that you can call and share with. Mm -hmm. And it's great to have a therapist or something like that too, but to have people in your circle that you can call that really care about you and can connect with you in a deep way. So that has been my focus since the beginning of the year, really. So for me, maybe expressing some gratitude for those friendships I've cultivated. I love it. It's really changed my like mental health and stability, Mm. making me feel not so alone in the world. And you're not, I'm with you, Ingrid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially right now, since we're so divided, it's very isolating. Yeah. It's isolating, but people rely on drugs, alcohol, um, their phones, Mm -hmm. TV to check out. And a lot of people are committing suicide and all of those things are a symptom of a bigger problem. And the problem is usually feeling really isolated and like people don't understand you and you're alone with your issues. And the more you share, sometimes you have to be really um, vulnerable, but almost always you're reciprocated with somebody going through the same thing or something similar, or they can understand where you're at and help you get out of wherever you're stuck. So not being afraid to reach out and express yourself, whether that's you needing help or maybe expressing some gratitude for the people that you do have. Yes. I love all of that. Yeah. I think I have a lot of tools in my toolbox, but I honestly can't imagine if I didn't have all my tools or all of the friends that I have, there's no way that I would have made it through this, this year. We need each other. (laughs) We need each other. We need other people to reflect back to us who we are so that we can recognize that we're not crazy because it feels that way when you're in your head all the time. If you're in your head all the time and you can't... You're always telling me that, Ingrid, you're not crazy. No, no, you're not. You're not. And it's... So anyone out there that's feeling like you're crazy, you're probably not. You're probably just isolated. Well, that's what's happening with all the... You know, I'm talking about the moon in Pisces. Neptune is in Pisces. So Neptune is the planetary ruler of Pisces. So it's really tightening... It's raising our awareness of what's going on deep within our subconscious. You can't escape it. And we are desperately trying to escape it. Because, you know, since Neptune moved into Pisces back in 2011, you've ne- you never had heard of binge watching or Netflix and chill before 2011. But now those are common words. Those are common phrases. You know, the opioid epidemic has exploded in the last nine years since then. You know, the weed industry is exploding more and more. It's because people are doing whatever they can to escape what is going on inside their minds. And I understand and can relate and appreciate, but at the same time, we need to 
the planets are aligned that way because we need to do work there. We need to heal our subconscious and face all of our psychological baggage. And it's not easy to do that alone. That's why you have a therapist, but you know, you see a therapist maybe for an hour or two a week. What about the other however many hours are left in the week? You know, you need to have friends, family, <laughs> anyone an acquaintance uh, that you can talk to and just say, this is what I'm feeling. Do you understand? Can you appreciate that? Connection is so important. It is. So Wednesday, October 28th, the sun in Scorpio. The sun is the giver of light, life, and vitality wherever it goes. Right now it's giving light, life, and vitality to the deepest, darkest, most passionate sign the sign of secrets the sign of magic the sign of the occult and the sign that represents the energetic bonding that occurs during the physical act of sex the ties that bond us the karmic bonds the sun in scorpio is aligning with chiron chiron is the wound that you feel like you can't recover from and it is the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound. Chiron is in Aries, highlighting the wound to your self-esteem. So the wound to your self-esteem in alignment with the karmic bonds. You know, the difference between, I might have said this on the last podcast, but I'll say it again, the difference between Libra and Scorpio Besides the obvious, one's the scales, the other's the, the scorpion. One's cardinal air, the other one's fixed water. But they're both signs that, that represent relationships. And the difference between is Libra is, you need this, so I give you this, and I need that, so you give me that. But Scorpio is, I give you this because it's good for us. Because when I help you, it's helping us. So there is a very powerful vulnerability with Scorpio, just like you think of the scorpion, you could step on that thing and squash it. But because of that vulnerability, it also creates this fear, this paranoia. Like I'm truly just giving to somebody and I'm really not getting anything in return. The return is, is their happiness. I'm doing it because it makes them happy and making them happy makes me happy. And that could be scary because if all of a sudden the person that you're giving something to make them happy, they're not happy, then you feel like you've done something wrong. And then you start becoming paranoid about why aren't they happy? Well, okay, they're not happy because this, that, or the next thing. Even though you haven't asked them, you think you know them because you're a part of them. And now you are manipulating them. You are saying things to them, doing things behind their back because you're reacting to the paranoia. So this alignment is all about facing that insecurity within yourself, the wound to your self-confidence, where you've been hurt in these bonded relationships in the past. Whether it was a lover or a best friend or a cousin, a parent, whoever is in your life that you feel like, you know, if something happens to this person, I feel it. When I'm walking down the street, or I'm driving in a car, they pop into my mind. That is a bond, a karmic bond. That's the energy of Scorpio. So the question is, where has your self-esteem been wounded through your karmic bonds? 
I mean, I've been experiencing so much of that feeling betrayal in relationships and giving more than I should for the greater good and not having good boundaries has um, been a real lesson for me. So maybe reeling in how much you give if you're not receiving something in return and maybe not necessarily judging it as a bad thing. If you're not getting something out of it by giving, then you need to take account of where you're putting your energy into. Um, If there's no balance, then you need to take back what's yours, take back your energy and keep moving without whatever those bonds are. I love that you bring up the word boundaries because I feel like that's such an important word with this alignment because when I think of boundaries, I think wars have been fought over boundaries, over this line. Don't cross this line. I, this is my, my space. So Mars is the god of war. Mars rules two signs. It rules Aries and it rules Scorpio. And I think of the difference between Mars and Aries and Mars and Scorpio is Mars and Aries is the soldier, the grunt who's, who's screaming, charging on the battlefield, firing the weapon, charging into the into the beast the belly of the war while meanwhile behind enemy lines is mars and scorpio already infiltrated as the spy so scorpio eviscerates the boundaries there are no boundaries in scorpio and that's where things get a little messy because when there's no boundaries then you're completely vulnerable then you start realizing oh my god i'm giving too much Yep. <laughs> I'm getting nothing, you know, and I'm doing this for the greater good, like you said. And that's when you have to revert back to that Mars in Aries boundary, which is like, you cross my line, that's it. We're done, you know. So this is finding that balance right now. That's what this alignment is all about. Taking stock of where you're giving and if you're getting something in return and just reevaluating where you're putting your energy Sometimes no one's asking for us to give something to the relationship. We just give because we like to give. And if we're not getting something in return, that's up to us to have better boundaries with ourselves. Yes. And if you're feeling paranoid in this relationship, why? If you're being manipulative in this relationship, why? And why are you in this relationship? Why are you in a relationship where you feel like you have to be manipulated or where you have to manipulate? Why are you in a relationship where you feel paranoid? It's something to to really take stock of as the sun moves through Scorpio. So now, Thursday, October 29th, Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion, is transiting through Capricorn, expanding the authority, expanding your ambitions, your career opportunities, and it's in alignment with the North Node, the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul, which is in Gemini. So this is expanding your ambitions through inquiry. What is your soul's purpose as a communicator in whatever area in your life you are working to become an authority? Communication is always the key to success. That can be in a intimate relationship that can be in a business relationship. Um, if we can't communicate where we want to go in our life and what we need help with, 
or what we want out of the career or the job, then how are we going to get there? I mean, I think just communicating to the people you're in all kinds of relationships is the key to success. Yes. Yes. And communicating from a place of authority. I got a great message from somebody who listens to the podcast who got a bad review at their job and it really hurt this person. And so they reached out to their boss because we talked about communicating to the authority and really courageously communicating your emotions. And this person did so professionally and the boss responded with total respect and it alleviated the situation and the boss appreciated this person for speaking up and for communicating what they did. So it's important to remember that even if you are a subordinate, you still have authority You are still a divine human being, a sovereign human being. It doesn't mean that you walk into their office and say, screw you, you know, this and that, you know, take this job and shove it. It's not about that. It's just about coming from a place of true confidence that you have value and your value needs to be respected. And you also respect their value as well. So if you're respecting their value and you make sure that they respect your value, then you are both in authority of who you are. And you're like two leaders coming to the negotiating table to raise the vibration of the collective. Friday, October 30th. The moon in Aries. I'm feeling it already. I'm getting hot. So um, (laughs) the moon in Aries. So the moon was in Pisces on Monday. Cool Pisces, the deep water ocean. Now it's in fiery Aries. So Aries is the ram ruled by Mars, the god of war, cardinal fire. It's bringing that fire to the emotions. The emotions are, are hot when the moon is in Aries. And so just think about it. When the moon is in Pisces, you're sitting there, you're stewing, you're you're contemplating all the psychological baggage. And then the moon moves out of Pisces and into Aries and you're ready to like explode because you've just been sitting in that festering pit of all your psychological baggage. So Today, Friday, October 30th, the moon will be forming an opposition with Mercury, the planet of communication, retrograding through Libra. So this is definitely one of those times you slow down your communication because when the planet of emotions is in the sign of aggression, directly opposite the planet of communication in the sign of relationships... There's going to be some some really hot triggered points in the conversation. So how can you communicate with grace using a Libra term what your emotions want to scream? <laughs> uh, yeah, you already said it. Just slowing down, uh, taking note, maybe also in that moment of what is triggering you and then do whatever you need to slow down. So maybe that's exiting the conversation. Maybe that's taking a walk. Maybe that's talking to someone else about the issue. Yeah, anything you can do to have a little time to collect yourself before <laughs> you open your mouth again. For me, yes. for me, that's usually like taking a shower and resetting my energy. Yes. And even if you can't do whatever the big thing is that you want to do, like run out of the room, getting up, getting a glass of water, washing your hands, an energetic reset of, I mean, Aries is a fire sign. So water water puts out the fire yeah so 
get a glass of water, wash my hands, that kind of like cools me down. Yes. And even if it's just for like 15 seconds, like that 15, that 15 seconds can make a huge difference when you're about to just like bite someone's head off. Mm-hmm. Um, take a deep breath and yeah, do whatever you need to do to collect yourself before you... Before you start spitting words at somebody's face. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, October 31st is the full moon in Taurus. So now the moon has moved into Taurus. Taurus, as we talked about earlier, is symbolized by the bull. It is the sign that represents financial security and all material matters. So this is going to be a super powerful, intense full moon because it's not just the moon opposing the sun in Scorpio, which is what happens when there's a full moon. A full moon is when the moon is directly opposite the sun. If you are seeing the light of the sun fully reflected off of the moon, that means that the sun is directly opposite the moon. So If the sun is in Scorpio and the moon is full, then the moon is full in Taurus because Taurus is the sign that is opposite Scorpio. So let's just take a moment to think about Scorpio and Taurus. These are the two signs that represent money. Taurus is my money. Scorpio is our money. So it's the money that you share with another person because Scorpio is all about karmic bonds. And the reason why they both represent money is because Taurus is the bull. The bull is in front of Wall Street. The stockbrokers want a bull market because it means that the stocks are going up. Scorpio represents money because Pluto is the planetary ruler of Scorpio. In addition to Mars, Pluto is also the planetary ruler of Scorpio. And Pluto is lord of the underworld, the underworld is where we find precious gems, gold, silver, and diamonds are in the underground. So these are the signs that represent money. So money is a hot topic on this full moon, but the reason why it's super intense is because the full moon is happening at the exact same degree as Uranus, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. So there could be some sort of unexpected shift to your financial security today, especially if you're uh, the sun, the moon, the rising in, in Leo or Aquarius. These are signs that square, create a hard aspect with Scorpio and Taurus, but for, you know, for anyone that has personal planets in those signs or planets that are aligning with the full moon, it's going to be very powerful, very intense. It's going to invite you or force you to take a look at your financial situation, what you need to feel secure materially, and how that relates to your bonded partners. So the question is, what intentions did you set for your relationships during the new moon in Libra on October 16th? Because the new moon is all about planting the seeds of the coming harvest, and the full moon is about showing the harvest. So what did you plant? What were the intentions you set on October 16th? And have you followed through? What progress have you made? How have your relationships evolved? So is this going to be related to someone we're in like a romantic relationship that we like share money with? Yeah, it could be that or a business partner. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Somebody that you share money with. It could be your sister if you share money with her, Mm -hmm. you know. 
So what do we really want to be taking a look at? Like just evaluating how much money we need or like what is the focus of the money? Well, you'll know when it happens, Ingrid. That's the thing, you know, like when the day comes up, there may be something that occurs to you in these relationships as it relates to money. So it's something just to mark on your calendar. So maybe your business partner wants to spend money on something that you don't see value in or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Exactly. So maybe it's not about, maybe something hasn't quite happened yet, but there's some sort of conflict that needs to be addressed with who is spending what and where. Yes. Or, you know, on the lighter side, it could be that you and your partner uh, decide that you want to spend money on something that you both feel like you need. You know, and this is a good investment. So, you know, that's another way to look at it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. We can say, like, what do we want to be spending our money on together to get where we want to go? Yes. So that could be a vacation for, you know, a relationship or maybe like a new tool for your business. So this is why I asked in the beginning, what intentions did you set during the new moon in Libra for your relationships, for your partnerships? If your intention was, you know, by the end of this moon cycle, we're going to plan the wedding or, you know, or or buy this light that we need for our YouTube channel, you know, so um, something specific that you're working towards, whatever that may be, now is the time to see if you have gotten close to making that purchase, making that further commitment. This is about a further commitment. It's you're, you're, You set the intentions during the new moon so that by the time you get to the full moon, the intention that you set is coming to fruition. Last time I was looking for a new place to live, so my intention was to find something immediately and now... I've kind of shifted my goal to be a little more grounded and probably wait till the end of the year or kind of see how things pan out and save some money. But in another way to look at it is you did find a new place to live because you're in a different room in the house. Oh my God, I am. Yeah. So don't discredit yourself. Sunday, October 1st, we're looking at three planets that we've talked about this week and one that we haven't. Two that we talked about on Tuesday, Mercury the planet of communication and Venus, the planet of love and relationships. So those two planets are on a collision course in Libra. And as they are, they're aligning with two different planets. So Venus is aligning with Chiron, the wound in Aries. So this is the opportunity to really take a look at your relationship energy and how your self-confidence has been wounded in your relationship energy. Were you dumped? Are you still recovering from getting dumped back when you were 12? You know, that could be the case. Go back in time. Every time somebody broke up with you, whether it was a best friend, a romantic partner, a business partner, scale back. How did that affect your self-confidence? How did that affect your self-confidence? Has it changed your confidence in relationship? You know, I didn't want to even date somebody for like 10 years after a breakup that I had, you know? And so this is the type of work that Chiron in Aries is about, is about really digging into where you have been wounded 
in your relationships. Now, Mercury is in stressful alignment with Saturn, which is the the planet of authority, the planet of hard work, the planet of responsibility. So, how are you communicating with the authority? So, when you piece all four of these together, you look at the wound to your self-confidence in relationships, and that affects how you speak as an authority, how you speak to authority. You were fired from a job by a boss that was abusive, and now you're afraid to talk to your new boss with any confidence. So this is how these alignments are all working together. So how can you best communicate and find balance within your relationship to authority? I think like you said, going back into our past and healing the wounds that we have to our self-confidence, that's going to allow us to be better communicators in the present. But I'm seeing this woman, Dr. Bobby Jones, she does somatic trauma therapy Mm. at this clinic, Zen Wellness, up in Silver Lake. And all of the work is going back in your past and recalling all of the memories you had associated with a negative emotion Mm -hmm. and then getting rid of them from your body, going through like a meditation while you recall these um, negative memories. And you'd be surprised how many that I totally forgot about that have probably been affecting me my whole life. Mm -hmm. All of these memories from my childhood and past relationships that are for sure triggering me in the present day. So really being able to go back, I don't know if that's journaling or maybe you hire a therapist of some kind to really go back in your timeline Mm -hmm. of where these wounds came from. One of my sessions was on anger and I could have gone on for like an hour. So many anger memories. Yes. No, but I totally hear you. I relate because just I've done a couple sessions with my friend Yuri Lee, who is a hypnotherapist, and she took me back in time to visit these these traumas, these wounds, and replace them with a different perspective. Uh, and then my other podcast partner, which I'm going to announce the podcast next week, I think officially, but um, Shara Prophet, she's she's also a hypnotherapist, does the same thing, like takes you back in time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know a couple great hypnotherapists that will rewire your brain and how you process the trauma that you've experienced in your life. And we all have it. We all have it. So yeah. it's something that you have to address. It's And that is the, the energy of Neptune and Pisces is addressing the subconscious. So, that, you know, if you haven't talked to a hypnotherapist to get your brain rewired, uh, hit me up and I will give you the, the contacts to two great ones. Ingrid has the contact to another great one. So, you know, it really helps. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. We kind of forget that we are like a culmination of all of our past experiences, whether we like it or not. So if we don't take the time to take out our psychological baggage, it's just like sitting there in our back pocket waiting to be, yeah, waiting to be triggered. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm feeling lighter and more in control. And yeah, so much has shifted just in a short amount of time. And that's important because that's what the planets are demanding that, that we shift, that we evolve, we change and it's happening fast. So Hold on and keep moving forward. Anything else for the week? That's it, Ingrid. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Scott. You're welcome. See you next week. See you next week. All right, well, wrapping up the week, 
If you want to follow us on Instagram at The Weekly Transit, we post every day uh, little tips on what we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify. The Weekly Transit was edited by Ingrid Iverson. If you'd like to follow The Weekly Transit email, go to theweeklytransit.com. Or if you'd like a reading with Scott, theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit. The weekly transit.